think so. Hope you're doing well and staying safe. Uh, before I jump into anything else today, I want to make sure that I remind everybody that this Friday, uh, meaning tomorrow, January 22nd, we have our first small group of the semester. I know it seems like it's been a while. We miss you guys. We have a lot of exciting things planned for tomorrow. So we want to make sure that you jump in. It's going to be on Zoom. It's going to start at 6.30. Your small group leaders have all the Zoom information. And if you're not sure what small group you're in, maybe you're new or uh, you don't have their contact info, you can hit us up on Instagram. You can contact me on Facebook, Instagram. You can literally message whoever, whatever version of this you're watching right now, and we'll get you all the content and information that you need so that you can join us this Friday at 6.30 for Small Group Kickoff. And I won't get into too many details, but we have some potential prizes that you can win monetary. And so make sure that you're involved so you can have an opportunity not just to win something, but to reconnect and to be able to hang out with us. So we're looking forward. It's going to be a fun night. going to be a lot of activities going on. Uh, so make sure that you're there 630 this Friday. That being said, um, I was thinking about a few different things as I was trying to figure out what exactly God wanted me to speak to you. And I wanted to start with the definition of a word, a word that in church we use uh, very often, but even outside of church, we use it. And I don't know if we always consider what it means. And that word is praise. Uh, you know, you always hear Christians say things like, oh, praise God or, you know, praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, even other things where we actually do that, we give praise to things. But I want you to hear this definition. Praise is to express admiration or approval of the achievement or characteristics of a person or a thing. See, the thing about praise is we do it every day. We always give praise to something or to someone. We're constantly praising things. And what you praise really does say a lot about you. Think about it like this. Um, the team that you praise might tell us where you're from or who your father rooted for. There's some connection to that that gives us insight into you. The politician you praise might tell us about some of the social thoughts that you have and things that you think should be a certain way. The uh, celebrities you praise might give us insight uh, into what you're into. Like if you're constantly celebrating basketball celebrities, maybe I'm thinking you're in basketball. If, if all the celebrities you follow are, you know, fashion style, then maybe you're into fashion. And so uh, what you praise often says a lot about you. You know, if your explorer page on Instagram is nothing but food, you praise food and we know you like food. I mean, it always has an insight into who you are. But how much do you think about who gets or what gets your praise. Because I think if we're honest, most often our praise is on autopilot and we give it to whatever comes across our desk and seems worthy of our praise. And that's just kind of how it works. But how purposeful are we behind what we praise? How active are we in deciding where our praise goes? And because of that, uh, I want you to look at Psalm 146 because I, I love what this psalmist says in regard to praise. If you have your Bible, I'm going to read the whole Psalm. It's only 10 verses, but it's Psalm 146, verse 1 through 10. It starts off with an exclamation point. Praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth and all their plans die with them. 
But joyful are those who have God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, and he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever he will be your god O jerusalem throughout the generations praise the lord i think there's something interesting in this and i want to clarify this before i go into each verse but you need to understand praise is much more than singing i think a lot of times if you grew up in church we consider praise music right praise is what we do before the preacher preaches praise is those upbeat songs that are celebratory and that may be a form of praise and worship might be an aspect of praise but those aren't limited to music praise is what you give yourself to what you give your money to what you give your heart to uh the things that you admire that you esteem the things that you lift up in your heart these are all things that we praise you know, I'm not singing songs to the Bears when they score a touchdown, although if I'm at the game, I'll sing their chant. Uh, but it's more than that, right? It's just my heart lifted up to that. And so we we all praise stuff. And here, what I love what the psalmist is saying is that he wants to praise the Lord. And I want to break this down uh, scriptures by scripture because I think he gives a lot of insights. Particularly, there's four things that I want to notice. And the first thing I notice right off the bat is he is deciding to praise the Lord. And if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. We choose what we praise. We get to choose. We get to decide what gets our praise. And if you look back at the psalm, right, the first two verses, he says, praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath, right? There's this declaration that he is going to praise God. And I read something interesting from one of my favorite commentators, Warren Wearsby. He says this, in heaven, it's all praise. And in hell, there's no praise. Here on earth, we must make a choice. In heaven, the Bible tells us that we're going to be praising God nonstop. And in hell, there is no praise. But here on earth, in the middle, you have to make a choice. Will you praise God or won't you praise God? Now, again, the problem oftentimes is we'll happily praise God if something good happens. We'll happily praise God if we feel like he's worth it in the moment. But a lot of times when things aren't going our way, we don't feel like praising God. As a matter of fact, we feel like cursing God. We feel like being angry at God. And here the psalmist is saying, no, 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 I'm going to choose to praise God. Listen, another Psalm, Psalm 34, verse 1 through 2 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I love that he says that all the times, not just when it's convenient, not just when everything goes my way, not just when I get what I want, but even in situations where things aren't going well, even in situations where the opposite of what I want to happen happens, I will praise the Lord. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. I love that phrase in both the psalmists saying, I will right? You have a will. I have a will. It's our desires. And he's saying, I am willing myself. I am desiring this, even though it doesn't always feel like it. I will, meaning that determination, 
praise the Lord. Not I might, not if things go my way, not if everything turns out right. Regardless of the situation, I make the decision to praise the Lord. I will praise God. Man, I love that because it speaks to the volume of my adoration and my love for God. I will was the psalmist's determination to praise God. It's, it's that moment of saying, man, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyways. And I've had moments in my life, moments that have been scary, where I'm sitting there, tears in my eyes and going, God, but I choose to praise you. Despite what's happening, despite what's going on, you are still good. You are still God. And I will choose to praise your name. Now, that's hard when we don't know how things are going to work out. That's hard when we don't understand how things are going in the moment. But I think if you kind of follow along what Psalm 146 is saying, I think it hints that hints in that to the next point that I wanted to make. And that is that we put our faith in who we praise. Right? Faith is the belief in what you can't see. And we put our faith in who we praise. Think about it like this. I'm still amazed uh, how much faith we end up putting in people. And I've talked about this a little bit last week in our sermon uh, when we talked about Jesus being king. We put our faith in total strangers, right? Be it celebrities, politicians, athletes, um, you know, people that are internet famous. Like we put faith in these people. We, we, we praise these people for who they are. But listen, Psalm 146, going back to that first Psalm, verse three and four, it says, don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no hope or there's no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth and all their plans die with them. Look at, we, we look at people who are maybe where we'd like to be socially or in life. We look at people that we look up to and we esteem. And that's fine, you know, to have role models, to have people that you like to, to even be a fan of somebody. But be careful about putting your faith in them and allowing your praise to become your trust. And so a lot of times we elevate these people to the point where we really feel like, man, they're the ones that are going to get us through it. Like this artist, their music, it speaks to me. They're going to get me through this hard time. And I get it. A lot of times music can feel that way. But more often than not, all it does is echo what you're already feeling. It's relatable, but it's not transformable. Not in the way that God is. And so you have to understand that, okay, what I put praise in, I'm also putting faith in. And often our greatest praise goes, goes towards people who can't help us because what does the psalmist say? They're just people, right? They're going to die and all their plans are going to go with them and everything that they had. And the richest person, when he passes away, will not have anything. That's going to go to somebody else. And so he's saying, be careful about putting your hope in them or putting your faith in them over God. If your parents couldn't make this month's rent, do you think your favorite athlete's just going to randomly show up on the door with a check saying, hey, don't worry, fam, I got you? Like, be careful. Like, you know, we put all this hope and dreams. We buy their jerseys and, and we're like, man, I love this person. But they don't even know you. And again, I'm not saying that to belittle them. I'm saying that to help you understand that we can't make them bigger than God. If you're struggling with how you view yourself physically, you think that, TikTok star is going to show up at your house, sit there and hold your hand and walk you through it. I'm, I'm just saying, as great as some of these people are, they're not God. And part of the issue, it's not their issue, it's our issue, is we praise them up to the point where they're God. Listen, Jeremiah 17.5 says this, this is what the Lord says, 
Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. I believe this curse is self-inflicted. I think we do it to ourselves. The more faith we put in people, the less faith we have to put in God. And now God may use people in order to accomplish things that he desires, and that's great. But I wrote this down because I thought it was interesting. Don't confuse the guy who delivered your pizza with the guy who paid for it. Okay, God is ultimately the one who orchestrates these things. And so my praise will always first and foremost go to God. Am I going to thank the delivery guy? Yeah, hey, thank you. Right. But I'm not going to celebrate him. Like, Can you believe this guy brought me the pizza? Man, I'm going to be grateful for the one who bought it. I'm going to be grateful for the one who actually provided it. God is the one who brings all provisions to light. God is the one who is able to help you. Faith is to believe in what we don't yet see. But hope, well, that's the expectation of what we already believe, right? Faith is about what we don't see. Hope is based on what we've already believed. And if you're taking notes and you follow along with the psalm, notice the third thing that I kind of had a thought about is we put our hope in what we praise, right? We put our hope in what or we have faith in, but we also put our hope in what we praise. Our expectations of hope come from what we've already experienced, right? That's why we have hope. I've seen this happen, and so I'm hopeful that it can happen again. That's why we end up hoping in people and in things, because at some point, they came through. At some point, they were able to accomplish something. Uh, You know, your folks have been there. Your friends have been there for you. Uh, You found hope in a group or in a community, and so because these people or organizations have come through heck you might even have hope in excel and that's cool like we want to be part of that but we are not the hope of christ we are not the hope of god and we have to be careful because there's no great hope or track that's better than our hope in god listen psalm 146 verse 5 through 7 he says be joyful but joyful are those who have the god of israel as their helper whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners, right? He's the one that can keep his promises. All of us, we can promise, and you might hope we come through, but that hope isn't solid. Not as solid as what you hope in God. We lose hope when we forget what God has already done. I think that's why over and over again in the Bible, you see people making record of what God has accomplished. Because when God pulls through that next situation you find yourself in, where you're starting to doubt, where your faith may start to waver, you can put your hope in God because the last time I did, God came through. God is able to accomplish it. So listen, the next trial becomes making sure that we remember the Lord. And Psalm 42 verse 11 says this, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Notice he says again, meaning I put my hope in him before. So why am I discouraged? Why am I sad again? No, no, no. I'm going to make a decision. I will choose to praise the Lord and I will praise him again, my Savior, my God. Have you ever taken time? to take inventory of all the things that God has done in your life. Literally, just maybe grab a notebook, get a journal, and just jot down. Again, I I think we're experts at 
remembering things that God didn't do, remembering things in life that we're disappointed with. But have you ever taken the time to really just sit there and write down all the things you're grateful for, all the things you can praise God for? I promise that your praise of God will grow as your memory of what he does is written down. Your praise of God will grow as your memory of what he's accomplished grows. If you just take time every day, even when you just wake up and take a real quick inventory of the things you're grateful for, God, thank you that tonight I got to sleep in a warm bed. God, thank you that you put a roof over my head. God, thank you that I have food to eat. God, I don't even like going on Zoom for school, but thank you that I get to have an education. God, thank you that you've kept my family. God, thank you that you're continuing to guide me in this past. Like, there are so many things. Again, yeah, I know there's things that aren't well. I know there's things that aren't perfect. I know there's stuff that's really difficult. But don't let that distract you from the things that are well. Because those things will help you and build hope in you so that you can make it through those moments that are difficult. I think that's fascinating. I think it's interesting. And I think the last point is just as poignant. And that is this. We love the things we praise. We love the things we praise. There's this old saying, actions speak louder than words. And love is one of those words that is used very flippantly, very commonly. Man, I love you. I love that Greek has more, the ancient Greek, had more than one word for love because we use the same word, I love a cheeseburger, as I love my mom. And obviously we don't love those things the same way. But love is one of those things that is constantly used you know, in a regular way. And so we might think we love something or someone, but what you do, how you treat that person, how you respond to that person, how you act towards that person, that is the real determination of love. Listen, there's a lot of a lot of men and women who are in very abusive relationships, verbally, physically, mentally, and they're stuck in those relationships because in their minds, they believe that person loves them. But if you just look at the actions, you can tell that they're so far away from the reality of that word. And so we need to be careful. Notice how God loves in Psalm 146. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God. O Jerusalem, throughout the generations, praise the Lord. Now, I want you to notice that only one portion of that did he explicitly say, I love, right? And it was, he loves the godly. It's the only time we see that word love. But every other time, we see love in action. Opens the eyes of the blind, lifts up the way down, protects foreigners, cares for orphans and widows. These are all actions. These are all actions of God's love. It's not just what he's saying, even though God can be kept by his word, but God also has actions. Faith without deeds is dead, right? As the Bible tells us, like, man, it's not enough to just say it. You got to be willing to do it. And God is saying, listen, I don't just speak it. I live it. I do it. I love you. And so how does that work in reverse? Do you love God? And if so, do you praise him? Listen, Psalm 63, verse 3 through 4. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Right? It's that decision. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Do you love God enough that it just comes out of your mouth? I love you, God. 
right now, even as I'm speaking, do you love God enough to say, thank you, Jesus. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm desperate for you. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. I want my life to glorify you. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, people who have no relationship with God, they'll say, they say, yeah, man, I love God. But their actions say the opposite. No, no, when you love God, you act like you love God. You do things that demonstrate your love for God. And I love that the psalmist points that out. That God doesn't just say he loves you. He shows you that he loves you over and over again. And even in that last portion that we read where it says, and in your name, I will lift up my hands. That last part, lift up my hands, refers to prayer. When we praise God for his love, we end up loving the same things he loves. So we partner with God in prayer and in action. We say things like, God, help me protect foreigners. God, help me serve the poor. God, help me take care of my neighbors. God, help me love the people you love. The people that everyone else is trying to say is my enemy. Help me love them because I love you. And as I lift up your praises, I can't look down their sin. No, no. When I praise God, I love God. And when I love God, I end up loving the things that God loves. You know, this whole psalm, I think, is, is fascinating. And what I love about this psalm and that it reminds us that godly praise is proactive and not reactive. Godly praise is proactive, not reactive. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, reactive means something happens and you react to it. You know, it's a follow-up. So oftentimes our praise is reactive. Your favorite team scores, you react you see a new music video from your favorite artist and you react. You see a tweet you really like and you react, right? It's based on reaction. But godly praise is before anything happens. Before God shows up, I praise his name. Before God answers that prayer, I praise his name. Before things get better, I praise him because he is worthy of being praised. Because I am proactive. And the crazy thing is, I'll praise God before the miracle is delivered. Because he's worthy of being praised in advance. Usually, we don't offer anybody that type of proactive raise. But when we praise God now, because God is faithful to his word, God is always worthy of praise. Listen, when we praise God, we are choosing, right, the first point, to put our faith and hope in his love. When we praise God, we are choosing to put our faith and hope in his love. That's what praising God means. It's more than music. And a lot of you, listen, we haven't been in service in Excel for months. And so for a lot of you, maybe you felt like, man, I miss worshiping. I miss praising God. Well, why do you miss it? You don't need a five-piece band and singers to help you do that. You don't need to even put on your favorite music, you know, on your phone. You can just praise God. You can just say things like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Like these are all ways of praising God. You can praise God anywhere at any time at any point. You don't even have to speak it. You can praise God in your heart. That's the beauty of praising God. And I honestly, I think a lot of what we're going through, a lot of what you've been going through will be made a lot easier if you praise God before everything gets better. Praise him now. And as you're praising him, you will watch things change all around you. If we praise God, right, we are choosing to put our hope and faith in God's love. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8 says this. 
love never fails. We can put, we can choose to put our hope and faith in God's love because love never fails. God always comes through. May not be the time you want it, may not be in the way you want it, but God will always come through. And because of that, I'm going to praise him long before the miracle arrives, long before the prayer is answered, long before I get what I want. I already have who I need, and I'm going to praise him. And my hope is that you can do the same. So let me pray for you, because I know it's not easy, and I know we need God's help to do this. Heavenly Father, God, help us, Lord, to not wait for the miracle, to not wait for you to show up, to not wait for us to see something, Lord, but to know that you are worthy of being praised that we can give our praise to you up front because even if it doesn't end up the way we thought, even if it doesn't come out the way we wanted it to, you're still worthy of praise. You're still God. And so, Lord, we choose today to praise you in spite of our circumstance, in spite of what's going on. Lord, we choose to praise you. We put our faith and our hope in your love because we know that it will never fail us. And so God, help us to do what we can't do. Be with us in the midst of this situation. Lift up our hands, God, in even moments where we don't feel like it and help us to sing praises to your name, to lift up our voice, to call upon you, to even whisper it in our heart and to know, God, that you are worthy of all praise and we love you for it. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. Make sure you're with us in small groups tomorrow. God bless. Bye-bye.